I am Tovacito. I believe our lives should be happy, healthy, and abundant. And I believe it's our job to get us there. Every week, I will have inspiring, educational, and fun conversations that will help you live your very best life. Welcome to The Remedy. Well, welcome everybody to the next episode of The Remedy with Tobacito. I am so happy to be with you all today. So happy that we have another, that we're alive another week. Alive and kicking, Remedy's up and going. Um, and we, of course, have a treat for you today, as always, because Janice is with us, fan Fan favorite Janice Gant. <laughs> oh, thanks, Tova. Hi, everybody. In fact, I um, I met someone last week that was like telling me how much they love the remedy, and I'd never met this person. And she you know, she stopped me, and she was like, "Oh my gosh, are you Tovasito? Like, are you like I love the remedy?" Da, da, da. And she was like, "Okay, but I have to admit, I really only listen to you and Janice. I love Janice." <laughs> <laughs> Did they ever ask what Janice looks like? <laughs> oh, or does everybody already know what Janice looks yeah, like? Yeah, <laughs> in fact, before we leave today, Kev, you and I are getting oh, a picture. I don't want a picture with my long hair. No, it looks so cute. <laughs> you have no idea, Janice, how many people are like, and I love Kevin. Like, what does oh, he, I know. What does he look like? Kevin. What does Kevin look like? <laughs> So, Isn't it interesting because you do for you do create a picture in your brain of how you think somebody's going to look, and so much of the time you're like, "Oh no, that's not that's, a that's true." What a picture. Maybe I prefer to stay shrouded in mystery. <laughs> <laughs> Have a mystery, secret identity, almost the mystery you know? man. Yeah, it's like Batman. <laughs> you know, it's. I'll, I'll just tell you. You know. Everybody has their image of Fabio in their brain. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Kevin. Pretty close. <laughs> That's Kevin. Even though he might weigh less than me right now. You've lost <laughs> Probably, so much weight yeah. during COVID. And I found it That's all. True. <laughs> uh, Kevin, are you, are you not eating a bunch of baked Cheetos? No, I'm just not eating. Not like I'm eating really healthy food. I'm just not eating as much. Because I'm spending way purpose? more time sleeping. No, not on purpose at all. <laughs> oh. Just by default. Wow. I'm putting it back there on now, go. though. So that's his weight loss plan, yeah. Janice. Did you get? Did you get that little quarantine? Uh -huh. Just sleep. Then you don't have to it's eat. It's true. <laughs> it's probably not good to sleep like 14 hours at a time, but probably not. But God, it's working for you. I mean, the other, last couple of times, like I've seen him, I'm like. Kevin, pull your shorts up. I know. I, it's not a good thing. I'm not trying to lose weight. He's sagging. <laughs> yes. Certainly not trying. <laughs> uh, okay. Like so, the plumber. So, the totally. Yeah. He's kind of had plumber rear end. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, okay. So, the sponsor of today is something that I'm so excited about. These uh, two girls, uh, Megan and Haley McCollum, they grew up in at Highland Park Methodist when I was the youth pastor. Oh, <clears throat> and they oh. are huge fans of The Remedy. And their mom is a huge fan of The Remedy. And tomorrow, June 16th, is Sonia McCollum's birthday. And so their family, for her birthday, sponsored this episode of The oh, Remedy. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, for her 
birthday. So, oh, that is so well. Thank nice. you, and happy so birthday to, to her. Is that you want to sing it? Yeah, well, you should. No, what we yeah, all. Yeah, Tova should. No, we all should. <laughs> Tova's if doing I'm it. I'm not singing alone. If we're singing to Sonia, <laughs> we're either in it together or we're out together. All right. I'm Sonia. All right. Ready? I'm turn my mic down okay. way low. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Sonia. Happy birthday to you. That was so fun. Oh, good thing. Happy we're birthday, not Sonia. On our, on our singing. Oh, yeah, I'd be screwed. <laughs> that might be the worst happy birthday song ever sung. It wasn't that bad. I thought it was good. <laughs> but I love you, Sonia. And I love you, Haley. And I love you, Megan. And Sonia, we hope you have a really, really happy birthday. That was such a good idea to sing to her, Janice. Good. Was good. it, though? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was. It was. I think that's the sweetest birthday present ever. That is an awesome present. Isn't that cute? Yes. Yeah. Ever the best present ever? uh, Yeah. (laughs) Ever. Not on my list. Pretty good. Speaking of things that make me lighten up a little bit. (laughs) That's hilarious. So true. So true. But it, it it made my day that somebody would think that that's like, yeah, I think more people Special. should do that. It's a good idea. It's a oh great my idea. Gosh, it's yeah. so nice. Cute. So I never would have thought of that. Very, very, very thoughtful of her family. Yes. But they are a phenomenal family. I love the McCollums. They just, they're fabulous. Okay, so we promised this a couple of weeks ago, and we ended up not talking about it last week, but we are talking about it this week. And I think we should title this Lighten Up. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. <laughs> Lighten up, baby. Yes. Yeah. That's what we're going to title That's it. That's it. <laughs> um, and Janice, you thought of this, which I thought was such a great idea because, <clears throat> I mean, it's been between COVID and the race stuff. Civil unrest. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. it's just been really heavy. And our topics have had to be heavy not have had to be, but they've been heavy mm-hmm. in response to what's going on. Um, right. But today we're going to lighten it up, baby. And, uh, and so we are going to talk about ways and things that, um, that all of us can just lighten up and have some fun and uh, have a, a, happier, more joyful, less stressful mindset. Um, and so Janice, I know that you and I, um, you and I can actually do this pretty well, like regardless of our circumstances. Uh, right. I mean, it's not like I'm tooting my own horn about everything. Cause there, you know, better than most that there's a lot of there's a lot of things I need to work on, but lightening up, having fun, looking at the the positive side of things is not difficult for me. And I don't believe, I know that it's not difficult for you either. Um, and so I would love to start out by just asking you, um, have you always been like that? No, I have not always been like this. 
and I it and there are times now that I have to kind of be very mindful about it and purposeful about lightening up because I can get a little weighted down with things that are going on, let's say with one of my children or really good friends or the world or, you know, some of that. But, you know, honestly and truly there's, there's two me's, there's the old me and the new me. And, Mm. um, the old me was when I was, uh, at the end of my first marriage and we had been married like 22 years. And I, I know I've said this a million times. I was raised in a very fundamental Christian home, which there were lots of do's and don'ts. And one of the don'ts was you just can't get a divorce. It's, and so I became very depressed and literally one day drove around. I think I've said this on here before, but I, tr- I drove around and tried to figure out how to kill myself. And I was serious and I couldn't figure out how to do it without it either. You know, I thought about a gun and thought that's just way too messy. And then I was afraid if I took pills that it might not work and I might, you know, be kind of in a veggie state somewhere with a bunch of long hairs growing out of my chin <laughs> or something. And, you know, Mm -hmm. wasn't the look I was after, but, (laughs) but literally that was what kept me from doing it as I could not in my mind come up with a really surefire effective way to do it. And I, with my, and, and even my children, I, that did not, that was not what kept me from doing it because as most people who are really contemplating suicide, they think everybody in their world will be better off without them. And so it's almost like you do it not for your children, but you just don't think that it's going to be hard on them, which of course is absolutely very skewed and and sick thinking, but it is pretty prevalent. So long story short, I think that's actually, I I, want to spend like one second. I know we're not talking about suicide today, but I want to spend one second giving that, um, a voice because okay. I can't tell you how many times as a, as a pastor at a church, um, we would do funerals of people who had committed suicide and the overwhelming overarching theme oftentimes, well, the over, I, I just have to s- stick with what I said. The overwhelming overarching theme was they were so selfish. How could they have done this? And, uh, it's so funny how you describe that. I've heard that. I've heard you say a version of that before Janice, but I've never heard you say it quite like that. And I have Uh to tell you, I, and you know, this, and probably several, uh, a lot of our listeners know this too. I was in the same exact place where I was driving around thinking, okay, I can't, I don't, I don't have a gun. I don't want to get a gun. And I, don't want to take pills because I mean the exact same thought process, because what if it doesn't work? And then I'm like drooling out of one side of my mouth for the rest of my life. And yeah, if I'm going to be here, then I want to have all my faculties. Um, but you know, and I can't hang myself because then somebody's going to find me like that. And that would be too traumatic. Like, uh, but I went through all the things and, and you're not thinking about, Never once did I think, uh, 
I thought not only would I be better off, but everybody would be better off because the way that I was and the way that I presented myself was such a burden to me that it felt like it had to be that kind of burden to everybody else too. Like there's no way that, that I was adding any value to anybody's life. Right. Right. And and so the, the, you know, I, I would have a hard time doing a funeral of someone who committed suicide where that overwhelming overarching theme was they were so selfish because I never, I, I just didn't think they were so selfish. I no, thought, it's not. They perceive themselves as being very selfless. Yeah. And then the truth of the matter is they are selfless when they do it because they're not really they're there. If they were really working from a place of selfishness, they wouldn't do it. Yeah. Because they wouldn't do it to themselves. Right. Right. You know. Right. Because it's, it's, oh, it's got to be. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't think that there were, I don't, I think that there was, there was some depression in my family of origin. And so, and, and there was no doubt about it that I was really depressed. And I do think that, that one of the things that I want people to feel really, I don't want people leaving this conversation today without thinking in terms of that there are a lot of people that actually do need medicine Yes, when they are feeling that low, 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 low mood, because you can implement all of the things that we're going to talk about today. And it's just not going to work if you're, if your brain chemistry is way below the norm. Now, there are a lot of things that we can do that will bump up our brain chemistry with exercise and, and healthy food and, and even fun activities that will alter brain chemistry. But if your if your brain chemistry is um, really really low on on your neurotransmitter levels, you 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 you've got to have some medicine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I just think that's that's a, an important thing for people to realize. But but I had to learn. I I didn't have to. I chose to learn to with you know, some help from my therapist and reading a ton of books that, you know, I really came to believe that I did have an effect on myself and that there were things that I could do to lighten up because when you're sad and when, and like right now with all of this stuff going on, it is, it's, he- we talked about it, heavy energy. Mm-hmm. And so you, it, it is really important that people come up with some positive activities some things that are really fun and that they like to do, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, totally. So, yeah. And uh, I will say so, this about medicine. I'm going to add this and then we can get off the whole suicide medicine thing. But I, I have to tell you when I, after I lost Charlie, I went to my doctor and, and he's so sweet and so sensitive. And he asked me like, how are you doing? And I just burst into tears. I was like, oh, you know, sure. like, and he was like, okay, can we, let's talk about some medicine. I was like, I don't want to get on medicine. And he was like, why? And I said, you know, I just don't want to be one of those people that like, in order to be okay, like has to get on. Like it, to me, that was always like a rich girl problem. Like, oh yeah, her life is so hard. She's, she's on antidepressant. She takes anti-anxiety, like, you know, and my doctor was like, no, you're right. Because if you had diabetes, if you had diabetes, you wouldn't want to fix it. And I mean, right. he was like being sarcastic and he was like, God has created people who've created things 
you know, medicine that can actually help. And oh my gosh, medicine after Charlie died helped me so much. I mean, so much. I am a huge fan of antidepressants, anti-anxiety. Like sometimes you just need help. Yeah, it is. You do. And that's okay. I, I do not fault anyone for any of that stuff. Okay. Back to our regularly scheduled program. Yeah. So, so, you know, so one of the things, so there are a lot of things that I have been able to utilize that really do help me. And, um, and I think, so there, there's, there are cognitive tools that I have that work on my thinking because uh, interestingly enough, the one thing that we do have really a lot of control over is our thinking, but it is a practice and it's a muscle that we have to exercise. But one of the ways we do that is thought replacement. So mm. if I'm thinking, gosh, the world sucks, this is so awful, the people are so awful, and if I'll just stop myself and and replace that with the opposite, there are a lot of really great people in the world and make a list of the really great people that you know or the people on TV that you like or or. Or when you're in the grocery store, look at how many people smile at you or something like that. Then you're directly having an effect on that. And that will help you lighten up. Because what happens with that heavy energy is that we go into this, you know, I love a good continuum (laughs) that we want (laughs) to live between 25 and 75. But in times like this, a lot of people are just hovering on the end of that continuum of, oh, this is so awful. No matter what side of the issue you're on, mm-hmm. it's very easy to get really bogged down in that extreme thinking of, oh, everybody is terrible. The world is coming to an end and all that stuff. So mantras and thought replacements, you know, you I know love the captains that. on the bridge, all of that is really, really going to help. And for and, people who who did not listen to that episode of the Captain of the Bridge, will you? And I'll post it again because it was so good. But will you just remind them what that's about? Yeah. Well, it was give uh, it context. Named, yeah, a guy mm-hmm. named Emmett Fox was uh, he was a metaphysical teacher back in the day. He was a minister, and like in the forties, and he has this around the year with Emmett Fox. It's a daily devotional book. It's one of my four that I read every morning. And um, he has a reading that says the captain's on the bridge. And he says, you know, the world's not going to hell in a handbag. And the but people aren't going to fall off the earth because the captain's on the bridge. The captain's on the bridge. And it just, he just reiterates that about the importance of remembering that, you know, God is on the bridge. Yeah. And he talks. And I love the re- reference to captain because that's the one that is going to be there if the ship starts to sink yes (laughs) you know the captain's there yeah and so so that really 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 will help people another thing that i think is very important for people to do is to is to become mindful of what they're thinking you know every time we compare ourselves to someone who we view as being better off Mm. We are going to leave gratitude Mm. and gratitude is what will keep me in a positive frame of mind. You know, I'm sitting here at the lake house and our lake house is, is really small. And every now and then I'll be thinking, oh gosh, we really need to, 
we really need to add on to this. I don't know why, because my kids are all so busy. They really don't come very often, but, but, you know, and, and, but I can be, I can get lost in wanting more. Oh, look at the house next door. It's a lot bigger than ours. So the moment I start focusing on that, then I'm going to lose sight of how much I love this little house and mm-hmm. the advantages of the house being little and, and the advantages know, so, of having a second home and oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> getting out of Dallas just, and escaping and watching yes, a beautiful sunset and sitting on a porch. Like, yeah, oh. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Yeah. So, so I think if we'll be very mindful about comparing ourselves to others, that will help because, the again, the moment you start comparing and you feel less than, you have lost your sense of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And even with the people who are in your world, you know, your husband, I mean, I can, if, depending on my mood or if I'm tired or something, I can look at Tom and come up with something that I'm not real crazy about. And, you know, but then I want to be mindful of that and think, I mean, I could make a long list of all the things that I am so grateful for about Tom or my children or my grandchildren. I mean, so, so we do have a lot of power of that and that will really help us lighten up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you, You know, another thing that is really good while we're talking about thought stuff if you find if people find themselves in a negative place because of everything that's going on, when you find yourself thinking negatively in your phone or on a little notepad or something, write down your negative thoughts. So you're just like pulling out the weed. So write it down. Oh, I I wish my house were bigger. Okay, that's a negative thought rather than God, I'm grateful for this house you know, or whatever. So then you, 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 once you get those up and out and think how often you think those thoughts, people will be really shocked at themselves Mm -hmm. because it's like, oh my gosh, kind of cleaning out the drain that has clogged up with all of that. Oh, if only, or whenever, or, (laughs) you know, this is so awful. People, people will say things like people are just crazy. They say it all the time. (laughs) People are crazy. People are awful. And I'm and I yeah. think, no, people are not awful. Yeah. People are fabulous. Yeah. It's really you know? good, Janice. It's a really even something as simple as that, it's like you're putting out an energy, right? Yeah. And whatever energy we put out is the energy that comes back. I really, really, really believe that. Totally. Uh, Me too. And and I do believe that if you think people are crazy, then Everybody that you surround yourself with and who happens along your path is going to be crazy. Like, I I think that we will our our existence, you know, we will our reality by our thought process for sure. And you know what's interesting about what you said, something about what you said sparked to me about like, you know, it was all about the power of the mind and the power of the thought process and negative thinking, but how silly. And I, I, I am a, I am a total, um, I am so guilty of this, but like I will, a a thousand positive things could happen with, with Carter and I and Anna Prynne and I and George and I, and they 99.9% of the time, they are amazing kids or, 
you know, the guy I'm dating, 99.9% of the time he is fabulous and da 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 da. And then that 0.1% that sneaks in, whether it's, you know, Carter's late for curfew or Anna Pren, even today, Anna Pren was like in a salty mood and just kind of popped off at me. And I looked at her, I was like, I don't need this today. You know, and we kind of had a little bit of a, and, and, but it's like, and so that's, that's the energy you carry or that's where you stay or, you know, Craig says a hundred sweet things about me, but then, or, or I say, a, or has a hundred sweet actions towards me. And then he's got this point one action that's like not perfect. And, and then that's where I dwell. And, uh-huh. and, and, and like, why do we do that as humans? Like, a hundred amazing things could happen between us and someone we love. And then like the one, there's one thing that isn't amazing and that's what we focus on. That's what we dwell on. That's what we think about. That's what we focus. I mean, we, we obsess about the negative over the positive when there's so much more positive. You know what? The reason we do that is because we're conditioned to do that. Children, Children don't do that. Mm. I mean, if they need something, if they're, if they're hungry or, but they don't walk around with a half empty point of view. Mm. We learn that. We learn that from our, sometimes our parents, sometimes our schools, sometimes our churches, some, I mean, all the time, the news, you know, so we are conditioned to go there because uh, my dad has always talked about the attitude of gratitude. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, the moment we can, if you can, if you, if this is the only thing you ever do, it'll work. Is the moment you start feeling negative, make a gratitude list. Mm-hmm. Start with the letter A. If you're looking in the mirror and you're thinking, oh, I've eaten too many Cheetos <laughs> during the <laughs> pandemic, then you look in the mirror and you make a list of the positive things you like about the way you look or the way you act or different parts of your body that look really good. If you know, if you happen to get a glance of your rear in the mirror and you're 67, <laughs> you know, it can be like, Oh Lord, help me. So, you know, I'm better off looking at my freshly painted toenails because they look fabulous right now. <laughs> You know, so we can, so we, we don't have to be victims yeah. of our brain. It's good. You know, it's redirecting another, it. Yeah. Another thing is move your body. There is something magical about moving your body. It's yeah. why, you know, when you're, when people are dancing, they're smiling mm. for the most part, Yeah, you know, yeah, they, are, totally. they are moving. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I do, I, I grew up, uh, my dad had, there were six boys and one daughter in the family and they all lived outside of Snyder and we would go visit my grandmother and we would all go country and Western dancing. Mm-hmm. And so, and I remember I have this uncle buddy who's so sweet, but I mean, he, he sweated like, a, <laughs> like a stuck pig. That's a loving thing. But you know, but, but God, it was so fun dancing with him because he was a fantastic dancer and he would spin you around and we'd waltz and we'd two step. And my dad was a great dancer and I can, I can just 
Well, I did it the other day here at the lake house. <laughs> I turned on this country and Western song that I have on my playlist, which I have everything from like Metallica to country and Western on my <laughs> playlist. But, but I, that came on and I went inside my house and pretended like I was dancing with my dad. And I, I literally two-stepped around my entire house about 10 times. Janice, that's adorable. (laughs) And and I could feel my dad's arms Mm. almost on me. And that is, so so that's a way to really get yourself going. Dance. Yeah. You know, you know, clap your hands. Yeah. Pretend like you have just won the lottery and jump (laughs) up and down and yell woohoo and you know, anything to get yourself moving will will help a lot. Yes. You know, I it's I love that you say that. Yesterday morning I met with a um with someone who has just been struggling with a lot of anxiety. And I asked her, um, what does that feel like to you? How do you experience that? And she kind of explained it and and you know, just shortness of breath. She starts to get real hot. She sweats. She, you know, that, that feeling inside of you that, uh, so many people know what that's like. And I said, and how, like, how do you handle, like, what do you do? And she said, the best thing for me when I'm in the middle of that is to, is get out of my house and, and, and go for a walk. She said, yeah. every single time I feel like that, I just go for a walk. And she was like, I, you know, I have a, you know, I listen to your podcast. I, I listen to Tony Evans. I listen to Oprah. I listen to, and she was like, and it always makes me feel better. And she was like, I just have to, I start to feel like I'm trapped, not only in my, my body, but my home. And, yeah. and yeah. it's so true. And I have felt those same things. Like, Oh, just got to move. Just get out. Yeah. Just get yeah. out. Yeah. Get because you're powerful. and you're releasing. Yeah. You're releasing neurotransmitters in your brain. Yeah. Plus your plus blood is surging through your body. Oh. Another thing yep. that I, I practiced when I was coming out of my depression stuff was um, smiling a tooth smile at people, not like with your lips shut, but like with your lips apart so that your teeth show that's really and when you look at people in the eyes and you smile a tooth smile Mm -hmm. 99 percent of them are going to smile back at you and that's going to be an energy exchange a really positive energy exchange i also used to walk i had to i think i've said this too before but i was when i was dating and i was insecure and felt like oh you know i'm not pretty enough, smart enough, skinny enough, whatever enough it was. And, and I, so my therapist said, well, you need to come up with it. She said, show me how you walk. And I told her, and she said, you need a new walk. And I'm like, okay. So I came up with this wit is what I call the wiggle walk. And I would walk and shake, you know, wiggle my booty, you know, from side to side. And I noticed that men smiled at me when I did that. So that is hilarious. So I would think every now and then I'll still do it. I'll show Tom. I'll be like, here's the wiggle walk. And he's like, oh, God. But, (laughs) but, 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 but what it did was I got a, I got a positive 
response mm. from my audience. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, must not be that bad because even the wiggle walk wouldn't work if you were that bad, you know. And so anything that you can come up with that'll work. I, I am, I floss the floss dance. And my grandchildren, I'm like, okay, everybody ready for the floss? And they're like, no, Tutu, no, no, no. And I'll floss a few minutes and I, the floss makes me happy, you know. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> and, totally. you know, so all of those things to be put a little silly in your world. Yeah. Yeah. You know, don't take your life. Don't take yourself so dadgum seriously. Yeah. I love, you know? I love the smiling. It's such a simple, sweet gesture. You know, when I, um, when I was getting divorced and, um, yeah, you're, you're just sad. And I know a lot of people that are listening yes. to this, whether it's, divorce or, or their, their bank accounts or, or their children are home all day, every day. <laughs> and yeah. they have been, yeah. I mean, summer, the way that, uh, you know, we've been out since the beginning of March, that's like summer should be over and we're just um. starting. So <laughs> like our kids should be going back to school and our kids are all still there you know uh-huh, there they are and th- this morning I was at yoga oh. and uh well, I saw a girlfriend there and she was like how are the kids I was like I'm just ready for school to start and I mean it's here it is June 15th and she's like yeah and this other mom that this other woman who's a complete stranger to me she was like Oh, right. I mean, I don't even know who she is, but it cracked me up. Anyway, whatever, whatever it is that's like, you know, where you feel the weight. I so believe that a gesture as simple as a smile, you know, Mary Catherine, you know, my precious friend, Mary Catherine, when I was getting divorced, one of the things that she taught me and encouraged me to do was shoot prayers. And I've talked about this before, but she said, you know, I would, I would wake up and I would just have like such, such sadness and so much grief and depression and loneliness. And she said, you know, I, it gave me this like great compassion for humanity, which I do believe that COVID has given oh us. for sure yes yes like we we have been given this gift of compassion for humanity that I, I that has just been a really beautiful thing but one of the things that going through a difficult time gives you is compassion like yes. it's that whole me too like you're struggling me too and so she just encouraged me <clears throat> whenever i was feeling sorry, super down or having a bad day. I, if I pass someone and smile, I had to smile and then I had to shoot a prayer and, and whatever that looks like or whatever that feels like to you, that's what you do. And for me, it was just like, I'm shooting you a prayer. And it was like this blessing over them because what what I realized and what I recognized, and I did this as well when my children, when my, after my children passed away, I mean, I remember some woman, this poor, precious woman who was checking me out at the grocery store. I, I was in such a bad place. Charlie had just died. And, uh. and I just felt like 
it was so offensive to me that the world was moving when Charlie had died, you know, and I I went to the grocery store. I I think I've told this story before. I went to the grocery store and this, this like really happy girl is like, you know, scanning my groceries, putting my groceries in. How are you today? And I was leaving and she said, have a nice day. And I was like, have a nice day. I mean, I, I was so nasty to her, Janice. Mm-hmm. I was so nasty to her. And I, I can't even believe that person was me. But but at the end of the day, what she was doing was such a gift. Because what she yeah. offered, even if even though I met it with complete and total resistance, what she offered me was hope. Yeah. And, yeah. and so yeah. it's not about all to say, it's not about the person's response of your joy and your, your blessing. It's just, you just offer it because you never know what someone is going through. So, well, and, and you ahead. know, Toba, I don't think that we, I don't want people to think that there's no space for sadness or anger or, or, or fear. Yeah. You know, we don't want, we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. So we don't want to, we, I don't want people to think, oh, I can never have those. But what I do think we want to consciously do is limit the exposure to them. So what I'll, I'll say to people sometimes, you know, give yourself, say, okay, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to entertain anger. I'm Mm -hmm. so mad. And then I would picture the nor- the door knocking and I would open the door and anger would come in and sit with me. And I would say, okay, you have 10 minutes mm. Mm. and then you got to go, <laughs> you know? So then I would sit with that anger or stomp around or write a letter or hit a pillow or something and then open the door and let the anger out it's really and good. leave so that I could have it and then not, but not have it move in. Yeah. Yeah. That's a real, you can visit anger, come visit, yes. but yeah. anger needs to go home. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. one of the things that I uh, have learned with Stegen uh, leadership program that I've had the privilege to take this year is uh, often in life, we find ourselves as um, either victims or creators of our lives. So yeah. I don't know if you've ever heard that. Uh, I'm sure you've heard that in some way, shape or form, but they talk about how in life, you know, we're, we've, we're all given things. We've, we've all, we've all been victims of things. We've all, we've all been dealt hands. Uh, Sometimes they're really good hands. Sometimes they're really bad hands, but regardless of the hand, we, we have a choice and we can be victims of our lives or we can be creators of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. Mm-hmm. And that's powerful. It is. That that in itself will help people lighten up. Yes. The realization, wait, 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 wait. I am not a victim mm-hmm. of all of this. I can make a change and I can create. I may not have the immediate results, but if I do it day after day, it won't take very long. You know, they say, you know, it takes um, three weeks to really change a habit. And so, you know, give yourself three weeks and every morning right after gratitude list or do your 
wiggle walk or smile at everybody and bless them. And, you know, then you will start to create a new normal for yourself. Yes. And, and it'll, and you will reap the benefits of it. Yes. It's It's, not, it's not smoke and mirrors. mm -mm. It changes the world. It changes your world Mm -hmm. and your world is the only world that's your business. (laughs) I love that. And it's so true. It's so true. I like, I feel like, everything you just said was so, so good. I mean, it is our choice and we do, we are creators of our lives and, you know, people, so many people, and I know you've seen this a lot with people that you've counseled with. I've certainly seen it with people that I've counseled with. They have, we all have reasons. Every single one of us have reasons why, why life is hard. Life isn't easy life hasn't been fair. All of us, all of us, I could write out a list. You could write out a list. If you looked at my list, you'd be like, oh yeah, I'm so, you're right. You should be a victim for the rest of your life (laughs) and vice versa. You know, I could look at what life has given you. And yet I so believe that if you live in that space, that's, that's the energy that will take up your life, that will live in your home, that your children will grow up with. And, and it's, it, it's everything. And yet if I turn it around and say, okay, I mean, yesterday was Louisa's, my daughter who passed away. She's yesterday was 15 years that she's been gone. Oh, bless her sweetheart. Yes. And, and you know what? I, I was talking to Craig about it and, and this was so sweet. I mean, I was kind of like in a, feel sorry for me, victim mode. Well, when sure. when you I were sad. Yeah, I was sad. And I, when I called him and you know, he had no idea. And I, I, I was just kind of melancholy. I was, I had cried a little bit in the morning and I said, Hey, I just, you know, today's been 15 years since Louisa passed away. And he was like, Oh, he was like, what a blessing. What a gift that you had her. And then, and then, you know what he did, Janice? He says, what? how exciting heaven, like how much more exciting is the life after the, is heaven for you? Like most of us are, we're going to have our parents there. We're going to have our grandparents there. Like, yeah, you know, and he's turned it around. And then he was like, what age do you think they're going to be? I mean, it was the cutest dang thing ever. And that, that he, uh, that was, you lightened up. Totally. It was, that's awesome. Totally. And that, to me, that like just sums it up. Like, Mm -hmm. like we have a choice and, and he could have totally like you poor thing. Like I I can't imagine what it's like to have lost a child. And I probably would have like, that's what I would have done. Like, oh gosh, I'm so sorry, sugar. Like, this must be a tough day for you. Like, you know, and he didn't give me that at all. He completely turned it around and made it so sweet. And Oh, that's so awesome. Yes. But I feel like it's such a perfect example of, of what we're talking about. Um, Yeah, it is. And you know, mm -hmm. another thing that, that, that helps us is breathe you always say that. And every time you say that, I'm like, (laughs) I need to breathe more. Uh (laughs) 
And if you will do the belly breathe, which is when you breathe in, you push your stomach out. And then when you blow your breath out, you pull your stomach back in. That releases all of the abdominal muscles and that'll release any sort of anxiety or really heavy sadness or anything. And really, you know, really and truly to me, breath is prayer yeah. because it connects us with our source and mm-hmm. because it is the, it is the essence of our source. Mm-hmm. And so that will, that mindful breathing will once again, it will release people from the heavy burden if they're feeling it. Yeah. I so, I, I love that you always remind us to breathe. It's so <laughs> good, Janice. And, and I, every single thing that you have said has been, was in my thought process before we had, you know, I, I love that about you and I, like I you and <laughs> you and I make so a, funny. make a decision that this is what we're going to like talk about. And then you and I end up so much on the same page. The only other thing that I thought about that we haven't already talked about is just finding God, finding the peace and finding God in nature for me. Yeah. Oh, for sure. That is like, that is peace and joy and sunset sunrises. I mean, I've heard five birds chirp on your porch since we've been talking. There are cardinals just everywhere. Well, it's because your it's because your family's with you. My dad's here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All my family's here. (laughs) And to me, it's just evidence of God everywhere. I mean, there Mm -hmm. is evidence of God everywhere. And and God is good and god is so good and and, you know we've talked about it in in our 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 mindset we've talked about it in other people we've talked about it in in but i i just i so believe that i mean whenever i and i'm i've told this a thousand times that when i'm like kids look at the sunset and they're like oh here she goes here she goes uh-huh, and uh-huh. but i promise you when they're you know in the older and i'm not here anymore they will see they will see what i see and they yeah. will appreciate what i appreciate and i just i always say to them look at look at that look at that evidence of god's love for us i mean God did not have to give us birds. He didn't have to paint the sky. He no. didn't have to make the incredible flowers. He didn't have to make the water like glass. He didn't, he just didn't have to give us all these little treasures, you know? I mean, we have so many treasures. Um, I know. And it is. That's so sweet. Yes. It is joy. Nature yeah, is. is joy. And if we pause you know, one time I gave a sermon on, uh, on like, don't miss it. Like, don't miss the gifts that God's given you. And the morning that I was giving that sermon, I was out on a jog. And I always, bef- Sunday mornings before, when I worked at the church and before I was going to preach, I would always give the sermon to the streets. Like, <laughs> and, oh, and, I love it. And I was I love it. <laughs> jogging one morning and I'm, you know, I'm giving the sermon on don't miss it. And it's the most beautiful sunrise. <clears throat> and I passed this guy and 
his 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 like heads down. He's just grinding out, you know, the three mile whatever juggernaut that he does every morning. And he was just missing it. He was just yeah. missing it. And I wanted to just run up to him and be like, dude, look at that. Like he had, he just, he needed that joy that came from something as simple as a sunrise that mm-hmm. we just often miss. Mm-hmm. We just. Well, we, 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 it's living life with your eyes wide open. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's a great way to say it. And, and, and there is so much good to see. There's just so so much good good to see. And so that's what I want to encourage everyone with and leave everyone with like Janice, you had so many amazing points and such. I'm going to get my, I'm going to get some wiggle in my walk. I'm going to work on that. (laughs) Do you know how to floss? uh, I'm actually a killer at flossing. Okay. Yeah. We can floss together. (laughs) In fact, too bad we don't do video. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We can. We can. I don't know. Your ratings might plummet. (laughs) (laughs) No way, sister. No way. Well, well, you're so precious. I love you so much. Oh, Janice, you made my day. You reminded oh, me you of so many you. good things. Like, thank you, thank you. This was such a good, happy, positive conversation. And I like I'm gonna listen to it because I always go back and listen to us and I'm gonna Me too. I'm gonna yeah. put some this is this is a note section worthy podcast from you, my friend. I want to thank Thanks for having me on. I always have fun. Well, I love you, Janice. Thanks, Janice. Happy trails back from the lake. Okay, I'll see you soon. Bye. (laughs) Bye.